guys, okay, so taking a little bit of a break here, um, just finished um, eating and so I'm taking a little bit of a, of a break here and I decided to go ahead and just type in human design um, to just kind of familiarize myself with it. I've never heard anything outside of just the two words together and I was just, you know, just being nerdy about it, but this came up. She's like the fifth entry down and it says it's not New Year's Eve 2022 according to human design. And we were just talking about that on the last podcast. Introducing the rave new year. Um, I got to about mm, 45 seconds in and I decided to just go ahead and record since I am going to listen to it anyways. You're welcome to <clears throat> listen on, alongside me. I'm fascinated to find out how she came to this conclusion. But really, truly, you could just look at when the world or when the planet re, you know, rejuvenates, rejuvenates itself and is fresh and in spring, but she's saying that there's also an explanation from the human design aspect. So let's go. Happy New Year <clears throat> or not. According to human design, this is not the new year. Uh, the new year is not for several more weeks. And I just discovered this from my expert human design analyst friend, Natalia who uh, basically has a PhD in human design and knows way, way more about it in greater detail. And she explained all about the transits and how the sun moves through the 64 hexagrams in a yearly cycle Mm. that does not end until around January 22nd. Oh, so we are in. Interesting. So she, when, when she said a couple more weeks, I was like, does she mean 12 weeks? But she's, um, and I didn't get this far because it's 41 seconds in. So she's surmising that the new year starts closer to the end of January, which isn't that around the time of the Chinese New Year? Y'all, let's find out. <clears throat> the next few weeks in a phase of completion, um, not in a phase of moving into initiation, as we are led to believe by our social conditioning. And so today we're going, she's going to explain all about this so we really understand and also are prepared for what could we really do in the next few weeks to greater harvest and work in alignment with the energies that are actually present for us. And, And this is going to be huge for me, I think, moving forward in 2023. How do I work with alignment of what has been divinely orchestrated for us, right? And so, you know, a lot of us, we go with unnatural practices of trying to start working out in in January and trying a new diet and trying new habits when everything around you, you know, if you're really in tune with your body and and intuitively and, and how the planet and the seasons are set up it, it it it's it's really difficult not saying you can't do it but <clears throat> imagine aligning yourself with um with the true with with something a little bit more um natural for some of you it could be end of january i'll, I'll go back to playing it and but for me i, I want to say it's going to be closer to the spring but yeah let's keep going this please collectively 
I was tempted to do a video about the coming year, like a forecast style video. And um, for some reason I was holding off. And now I know why, because uh, Natalia and I are going to publish a video on my YouTube channel on January 22nd hmm. um, with a year ahead forecast <clears throat> from the human design perspective, like the energies that are going to be present and influencing <clears throat> us collectively for the year ahead. So stay tuned mm. for that video coming up on January <clears throat> 22nd. If we haven't met before, my name's Karen McMullen and welcome to this Karen. channel where I share all about <laughs> human design and channeling. I work with multi-dimensional leaders. I am a guide and I help them to access much greater clarity to really pinpoint who they are and what they're here for so they hit the mark and make a greater contribution. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Natalia. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm really glad that I'm here and thank you for having me, Karen. Every year I keep telling people that the 1st of January is not the time to start something new yet. So why do I say so? Is that it's because our planet is governed by the sun mm -hmm. and everything on Earth deeply, deeply <clears> depends <throat> on our movement around the sun and if you look at Rave Mandala, which is actually a graphic representation of uh, how human design mm. is organized. We'll okay, so the word she said is Rave Mandala, R-A-V-E. <clears throat> it's my first time seeing it, but you might want to Google it and it's going to bring up this circular chart. And at the top, it has quarter of mutation, quarter of duality, quarter of civilization, quarter of initiation i have no idea what i'm staring at it means absolutely this is raw raw material so just wanted to kind of give you that um but not even sure how you could piece all of that together so let's go see that each gate in the mandala corresponds to a hexagram which is taken from chinese i ching and each i ching hexagram has a profound relationship to our genetics and when the sun starts 41st hexagram, this singles the start of the new solar cycle, which uh, we call in human design rate new year. Hmm. You know, the role of 41st hexagram is extraordinary because it is an, it is an initiating codon. It corresponds to histidine, one of the gene codons in our DNA, which is the only initiating codon in uh, our gene system. And so just real quick, the word she's saying is codone, C-O-D-O-N, initiating codone. And if you imagine our, the synthesis of our uh, proteins as a sentence, we might say that histidine is the starting point of each sentence, like the capital letter. So histidine starts, initiates everything, which means that the 40, uh, 41st gate starts everything. And... Hmm. Moreover, when we look at the <clears throat> 41st hexagram in the body graph, we can see that this is a part of a channel of recognition, 4130, right? And this is the, I would say, fuel and potential for human experiential way. So each year when sun enters the 41st hexagram, it starts the new human experiential cycle together with the sun so that's why we say that 
the actual new year is not the 1st of January. It's the time when the sun starts for the first hexagram. And this is every year, it's approximately on the 22nd of January. It's hmm. Approximately, it's because the sun, like the movement of the planets may differ from year to year. And sometimes... Huh. Let me just check something, y'all. Let me just check something real quick. <clears throat> 2023... <clears throat> Yeah, so and, and so this makes sense too because she said is this is based on um Chinese, um. Way of thinking, and so yeah, the Chinese New Year twenty twenty three starts on January twenty second, and um twenty twenty three will be the year of the rabbit. <laughs> All right, let me go back to this. <clears throat> the 21st of January and sometimes it's the 22nd. So basically what she's explaining to us is that the the sun transits through each one of these hexagrams in a cycle over the year staying in one hexagram or one gate for about 6 days. Mm. And that gate then creates a collective theme for that week. Mm. And this happens every year where we move through a cycle from beginning, middle, and then end. There is an interest. And I like this, you guys. It really helps you to, I think, become more self-aware. And it also is another way of reiterating that we are learning cycles over and over and over, right? It's almost like first grade, second grade, going through 12th grade. We take science each year, but we tend to build off of that. And um, I think that once you're aware that we are going through certain life lessons as individuals, but as a collective, it helps you kind of understand and be at peace that, you know, we don't have to be as reactionary and we can learn how to go with the flow instead of against the flow. And another thing, too, is because it is from week to week. You allow yourself to be a little bit more flexible and just kind of um, adapt, right? Because I think sometimes, and it's possible because I do have fixed elements in some of my charts and some of the areas I'm a little bit more stubborn than the other. Uh, I'm I'm ruled mostly, yeah, I have uh, just about half and half. But it makes you kind of realize like, you know what, I don't need to stay in this rut and just because I was like this last year doesn't mean I need to be the same next year or this year I'm allow I'm allowing myself to transcend up and next year when it comes around I can reflect on on what were the lessons that I learned and then boom hit it again from a higher plane so interesting thing here because uh we all know that there is this tradition to make new year resolutions right mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. somehow <laughs> with time all those resolutions just fade away right. with very rare uh, execution so to say so this happens exactly due to this fact that the time when we think that we are on the start and we We're have to finishing. start something new it's not the time to start it's the time to look back mm -hmm. and reflect and stop for a moment and assess so that's why this new year resolution doesn't really work 
So in this part, Natalia is really helping us to understand how to best utilize the actual energy of the coming weeks as we complete our year. Okay, so let us go through the stages that we go through uh, before the new cycle begins, okay? Uh, so actually the New Year's Eve is when the sun is in the 38th gate. And this is the gate of opposition, mm. <laughs> which is really funny because uh, mm -mm. the opposition of the gate 38 in, on the mandala, if you look what is in front of it, mm -hmm. is gate 39. And those who know human design a little bit, they know that there is a deep connection between the gates which are uh, in front of each other. Mm -hmm. So we have 38, which is the gate of opposition. And we have the gate 39, which is the gate of obstruction. <laughs> and they together <clears throat> form an incarnation cross of tension. <laughs> so this actually means that the new year Eve and this week we are living in now, we have much more tension and pressure put on us than hmm. ever during the week, uh, during hmm. the year, sorry. Hmm. And of course, this is not the energy to relax and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much uh, bustling in the world of these days, usually, you know, all these like preparations, every, everyone is running around in, in, a, in a huge tension, a lot of emotions. This is an energy of uh, like opposition, energy where a lot of conflicts may happen. And if you look from a deeper perspective, gate 38 is something about finding the purpose. Mm. So actually this week is for uh, looking <clears throat> back mm -hmm. and see whether I found hmm. the purpose in the previous cycle, hmm. whether I found my spirit in the previous cycle, yes. whether there was something uh, fulfilling for me, hmm. you know? <clears throat> so this is definitely not about the um, beginning of something new. It's rather about... Um, Culmination. Looking back. Yeah. Looking back, stopping mm. looking back. Uh, and I love this because I have never really enjoyed New Year's Eve. I've never even really celebrated it because I just <laughs> like in my younger years, I tried to celebrate it, but it just never was actually a good time. And I tend to just go to bed early on New Year's Eve, um, which was really confirmed by the fact that this, the theme of this week is actually struggle and conflict. Mm. So it's not really a great time to celebrate and it's not even a great time to start something. And as we move forward, we can see that the sun enters the gate 54. And this happens on the 6th of January. And y'all, it's called Marrying Maiden Ambition. What? <clears throat> and this is the gate of ambition. Ambition. Mm. And what is interesting about this gate is that it carries this deep um, theme of enlightenment or mm. endarkenment. Mm. 
She said enlightenment or endarkment. Listen, it's a great way to go into the weekend. This is, I've never heard of this language before. I think I, I might have come across the I Ching part, which is part of the correlation to the Chinese and how they view their, I guess, their calendar year. Uh, for those of you who've been with me for a while when I was doing the um, chess, and I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to play chess, which, you know, it's still on the table. It's right up there with golf. But um, I I kind of, I remember something about the 64, and um, it was so much to take in. Um, I remember feeling overwhelmed, so... Yeah, let's just keep going into what she was saying. ...to look around and see really clearly whether there is somebody who is here for me, supporting me, somebody hmm. I can trust, hmm. somebody I can rely on. Hmm. Because when the sun enters this gate, this hmm. is the moment when it is time to start looking forward. So she said that this period that we're going through, so it's it's kind of looks like it could be several themes. So marrying maiden and also ambition. And she says it's going to be kind of natural to you to kind of start to assess your what's around you and kind of figure out like who is here to support me and shares the same values as me. Y'all, that's pretty cool. But she also um, ties it to ambition, which that's what she's getting into next is like that propel propelling moving moving forward type of energy based on who, what people we have around us mm -hmm. what forces supporting us we have around mm -hmm. us and then the sun moves to the next gate and i love it too because she talks about it in terms of forces right can you even imagine that certain people come in and out of our lives and I think sometimes we underestimate that a lot of them are energetic ties and that they can be forces, but also in a planetary aspect. Um, and again, energetic aspect, what forces are there to support you? So what would be supportive for me, right? So like my Mercury being in, ah, I need to double check what my Mercury's in, but is the energy going to be conducive to how I speak? I know a lot of the times when our when Mercury goes in retrograde, some of us, depending on our placements too, you can start to hear us have complications with our our talking, trying to get a point across, um, miscommunication, sometimes misunderstanding, sometimes um, you know files not uploading and stuff like that. So. But one of the things for here's a here's a good example of of what I consider to be supportive forces. I've talked about how Jupiter, the what's happening with Jupiter for a lot of people, um, and that transit is some really juicy, delicious energy for the most part. And so that's what I would consider to be supportive forces. I don't want us to get too stuck on like, oh, it has to be my significant other, my companion, or my you know, a boyfriend or a man friend or that type of thing. Can it happen? Yes. That, that's your thing. That's okay. But look at it on a grander scale, on a bigger scale. Understand that the, um, if you do, because it's what's so interesting about, you know, just my, uh, off the top of my head, 
if there's human design, the idea that we are designed by, there has to be, I guess, a, like a God design or like, um, I wouldn't even, I, I do have a problem with using the God part of it, but a divine design, right? A divine designer who is orchestrating things for us and has a curriculum for us and um, assignments for our souls and for our purpose, then now you start to understand how to navigate the, the stuff um, better. So here is, she's going to talk about um, gate 61, which has to do with inner truth and mystery, and gate 60, which has to do with limitation and acceptance. Which is 61. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is the gate of inner truth and mystery. Uh, 12th of January, yeah. So on the previous stages, we looked back to see whether there was spirit mm. in my life. Mm. And we also looked around to see whether there are those forces supporting me. Mm. And if we miss doing that this week, when the sun is in the gate of mystery and mm -hmm. inner truth, it's really time to, to think, to stop and assess quickly, because it's it's the time the whole sun, the sun energy supporting this thing to look inside. And I love that. Remember, um, in my last podcast, I'm kind of encouraging all tarot readers, including myself, consider myself to be more of a little bit of an oracle, more um, intuitive. But <clears throat> can you imagine how resourceful you can be if you are aware of things like this? That from week to week, we're going through things like ambition, mystery, limitations, um, inner beliefs, right? How can we play a supportive role for those types of things that, that our um, collective is dealing with, right? How do you help them navigate through that every six days? How do we help them to understand, to see how this is going to um, be supportive energy, right? Inside, within yourself and uh, see whether there is anything inspiring for me <clears throat> maybe in the forthcoming cycle from the point of view of my inner authority what I would like to do what is my inner truth what mm -hmm. corresponds to my pure nature what I would like to do in order to have the, to find the spirit, to find the purpose, to find my people. So it's not a week to be in a hurry again. Hmm. And it's a way of thinking and it's time to stop and assess. Then finally, as we move forward, we enter the gate 16. Hmm. And this is very interesting. And this is extraordinary because gate 60 is called limitation, gate of limitation. And limitation is an extraordinary thing. Hmm because it's all about letting go letting hmm. go everything which is old letting hmm. go everything that doesn't work anymore all the past and be ready stepping forward as you are and limitation i should say that it is an extraordinary thing because as soon as you accept limitation they just vanish they disappear there is no longer a limitation limitation hmm. is all about our mind it's hmm. the mind that distracts us from our like real nature mm -hmm. uh, so as soon as you accept limitation you have this potential for transitoriness 
Hmm. <laughs> and transcendence. Our mind keeps us in this, you know, imaginary limitations. Right. And for those of you who are kind of um, check out some of the other content creators that I that I listen to myself, um, Mina from Universe Guru and Million Dollar Babes, when she talks about it, um, she simplifies it for us. But one of the things that she talks about is how do we let go of limiting beliefs? Right. And so she said it. I'm not sure if you if you caught on to it, you might want to go back about 60 seconds to a minute and listen to it again through through these um I would say set of lenses, but it would be through these headphones, uh, meaning through the way that you're listening to it. Because sometimes, like, for example, if I'm saying planning my itinerary for next year and it's like, well, I want to go to Vegas. And it's like, no, things are tight and we're still not sure what's going on with the pandemic and there's inflation and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, okay, that's a limiting belief. What can I do to to get around that, right? Um, I can probably give another better example of a limiting belief, but usually it has to do with you inhibiting yourself. You kind of have to ask yourself, is it true? And to what degree is it true? And can, you know, can I just flip a switch and, and not make myself be limited to pursuing something new or different? You know, do I give myself to permission to break out of this paradigm? And so then that's why she said it can be transcendent, why it can um, uplift you and propel you, right? Making our life uncomfortable. So this week before the real new year is just letting go everything that doesn't work for you personally, mm -hmm. all the patterns that do not work mm -hmm. and start finally accept your own, the limitations of your body, of your uniqueness. Because your body is limitation itself, right? Hmm. So accept it as and step forward the new cycle as yourself. <laughs> and as the sun, so we look through all these four stages before the sun starts 41st gate. So if you look through, you can see that this is a very logical and very natural way to complete the cycle in order to really step forward um full of energy empowered by something real on the 22nd of january the sun enters gate 41st histidine that starts and initiates the new experiential way of the whole humanity and for each person on the planet mm -mm. so this is something that's really I don't know. That's her Profound thing. Extraordinary. I was talking about... And again, y'all, um, I, I like it. I don't know to what degree I, I necessarily agree with it, but keeping in mind. So this says, human design com combines astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and Vedic philosophy. So that's kind of like the scientific wording behind um, the way that they view things. About the sun transit at the moment. But uh, things are more complicated because we get conditioning not hmm. only from the sun hmm. we also get energy and conditioning from other planets in our solar system mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when we look at the program of a year mm -hmm. in human design 
we look at all the activations we have mm -hmm. at that moment. So we take this 22nd of January as the moment when we get the imprint hmm. from the sun, from the earth, from the moon, Jupiter, Saturn, and, and so on and so on, <laughs> Mars, Pluto, and this imprint Venus actually uh, impacts everything which will unfold through through the year mm -hmm. so this is a very interesting way to see what weather is gonna be and so real quick you know the way i'm taking what she just said too Remember, I was like, isn't that in correlation with the Chinese New Year and the rabbit type of thing? So she talks about how we take an imprint from the sun, the moon, you know, Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, whatever. And so this year is the year of the rabbit. Last year was, or 2022 was the year of the tiger. Not only the tiger, the white tiger. That was super cool. Um, I felt myself kind of... Um, coming to a inner standing of the white tiger energy it's kind of like you're not aware of it and i don't think most people are but i can see how all the life lessons and everything i was going through led up to that and it's kind of bittersweet because i started to understand i'm like oh this is everything that's happening with the white tiger stuff i'm definitely in alignment with that type of a thing and the year is almost over but if we kind of have an idea of, of what's happening with, like, for example, the, the rabbit and she's going to, I guess, from her perspective, talk about how this affects the, the weather and other stuff like that. That's pretty cool. When I think rabbit, I think off to a run. I think soft and cuddly. I used to have a, a white rabbit with red eyes. His name was Marmaduke and we had so much fun with him um type of a thing but yeah so 2023 we're looking at the year of the rabbit which really when you it you know i don't want you to be too distracted about you know likes or dislikes or you know to what degree it resonates because even when i was talking about how what i'm aware of for jupiter remember i talked about how jupiter is really gonna propel a lot of people like in leaps and bounds like rabbit you know leaps and bounds to new heights to new um containers expanded containers of of wealth and abundance right i think after i'm done with this recording because she only has like one more minute left i'm gonna check the chinese new year what they have to say for the rabbit and then i also want to check something too because you guys i'm i'm new to this so i want to also cover what the five human design types are and i think this is going to also help us kind of um fine-tune how we're moving into 2023 are we manifestors are we generators are we manifesting generators are we projectors or reflectors y'all can i be both of them all of them <laughs> i think just based off of that i'm gonna guess i'm i'm a reflector because I, I stay analyzing stuff but you're welcome to come back and and let's learn this out together figure this out together and then it can also give you another um I'm aware of this, like not everybody really likes to see other people through the zodiacs, but let's give other people 
ourselves and, and each other different um, instruments that we can use to understand. Because if you understand there are five human types, right? Manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors and reflectors. And you start to understand that you're a reflector and you're having a conversation with the manifestor. Now you're not trying to be like, you need to be a reflector. I'm da da da. No, it's like, oh, okay, how do I engage with the manifester? How do I engage with the manifesting generator? How do I, you know, engage with the projector? And how do we allow them to stay into their lane and understand that this is supportive energy that's coming in? We pull the nutrients and we release what no longer serves us and we keep it pushing, right? All right, so let's finish playing hers. Then I'm going to play um, next podcast. I'm going to do, we're just going to have some fun and see what comes up for the Chinese New Year for the rabbit. And then um, after that, we'll kind of just explore a little bit the um, um, five human design types. And um, yeah, I have a feeling I might start to get tired of talking in a little bit. So let's push it out. For the humanity during the year. And it's (sighs) not a bad idea to know the weather in advance. You know, there was a very beautiful saying from Rao Ruhu, if you do not know the program, if you are not aware about the program, hmm. the program breathes through you. But if you are aware about the program, you breathe in the program hmm. and you, you have like, you have your choice. Hmm. You can decide. I love that. I'm going to go back like maybe 30 seconds. That's deep. That's profound, right? So if you are not aware of the program, you will kind of like breathe through it and just kind of muddle through it. And I think that that's kind of, you know, just natural what happens with life. I think we just kind of amble through until we try to figure out our footing or or settings or we understand the ambience around us and what's going on. But that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm pushing for you to be aware about you know, like the human design types. And, and the one who kind of triggered me to start thinking about this was Mina. I heard her use the word, but, and this was maybe about three months ago. And, and now that I have a little bit of downtime, um, just allowing my curiosity to, to be, you know, peaked a little bit. Um, I don't have to, the weight of having to finish my real estate stuff behind me. And this is the energy I love. I, I like not being kind of told, like, I have to learn something by December 31st and stuff like that. Not necessarily opposed to the testing, but I like having my own curriculum and allowing my curiosity to lead me. So looking forward to picking that back up again. But what I was saying is, um, I've been talking about the natal chart, right? And it's like, you can go through life and never really fully understand your quote unquote sun sign or your moon sign or your ascendant or your Mercury or your your Mars, who's your partner, your Pluto, your Jupiter, your business, right? Um, your Mercury meaning how you communicate, your Venus, your love style, your um Jupiter business, right? Ven uh moon, how you are with people that are in your inner circle your life purpose, right? All of that different stuff. But if you're aware, it's, and she taught, she, you know, that quote is why it's so beautiful. And I think I'll end up with that is because, for example, there's certain things I have, uh, everyone has their pros and cons. So there's 
for example, Scorpio Sun, a lot of people have felt the stinger and the wrath of the the Scorpio, right? <laughs> Type of a thing. And so, but with that being said, it doesn't mean that I I I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna lash out at everybody and sting, you know, TF out of everyone and sting them to death. <laughs> right? Just because I can, right? I remember from an early age, um, it was around high school and considering I'm I'm on the shy side, um, still would go zero to, to a hundred real sick, real quick. Now I go like zero to 60 real quick, but I'll go zero to 100 real quick. And it would just be one of those things where I'm just letting it simmer, letting it sit. And then when you really push that line, cause you have to think about scorpions. Like if you try to step in a scorpion, it's going to back up like three, you get three chances. And that fourth time you try to, you know, step on the scorpion, it's going to sting you to death. Okay. You're going to die. Your feelings are going to get hurt. And a lot of people, you know, not really understanding, I think sometimes that nature aspect of it. Yeah. I Oh, but I didn't like the feeling. I, I I still remember one time I got into it with this one girl and she just kept provoking me, provoking me. And, you know, I actually got voted like the shyest girl in junior high. So everybody been been knowing that I've always been soft smoking, you know, gentle giant, you know, for the most part, nice cut to myself and you're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And then I was just like, listen here, you little freckled face. (laughs) When I tell you by the time she got to the locker room, now everybody's looking at me like I've lost my mind. She's in tears crying. People all around her are like, I can't believe. (laughs) No, you know, but it doesn't mean that we are, um, victim to it. It doesn't mean that we're, we can't control it. It it means that you become self-aware. So now, even when I'm meeting new people, I kind of even joke about it because sometimes they'll ask her, so I'm like, yeah, I have a stinger. Just don't mess with me. You've been warned now, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, type of a thing. Or if they don't necessarily believe in, in, um, Zodiacs, I will say something along the lines of, uh, I do talk about human behavior and personalities and, I, I can kind of tell people too if if they're if they, you know I I know how to give disclaimers like don't don't fuck with me man, <laughs> don't do it because it's not gonna end ha- bad it's not gonna end well for you, and I think the only difference when between me being a young person and now is back then I didn't like how it made other people like destroyed them. Um, and it was very like a nihilistic, like wrath, but now I don't give a, especially within the last three years, I don't. So it's between your best interest and mine that, you know, you don't cross that line. I'm gonna give you warnings and I'm verbal about it. And, um, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I'm aware of what I'm capable of. And, and at the same time too, it doesn't mean I have to use my stinger. I think one of the the funny things about like just temper, right? You don't have to be a quote unquote Scorpio, I think to understand this, but, or to have it apply. But sometimes you get to a point too, where it's like, am I really going to use my stinger? 
unleash the poison, have to go into my, no, I'm just really just, I don't have time. I can't be bothered. I, you would be blessed to be, you know, feel for for me to even touch you to release my point. No, mm, not even worth it. Like just conserve energy and keep it pushing type of a thing. So it's like different parts of the spectrum where it's like, oh, I really, really care. So I'm not going to say anything. Now I'm like, I give you fair enough warning. I'm vocal. And once you cross that line, you are dead to me. Like, I don't care. That bridge is burned. There's no turning back. Don't try to swim to me. Don't try to fly to me. Don't try to make another bridge. It's done. It's done. Dada. That's it. That's it. Um, and but also understanding that, you know, to me, I'll just cross the bridge and keep walking and please don't follow me. Please don't try to cross over the bridge, you know, and, and if I really, 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 really have to, then damn it, we'll burn it. But I'm just like, let me just keep going on my merry way. Let me take an alternate route so you just definitely cannot find me. But I say all that to say is she talks about your awareness, right? So if we understand our, our natal, y'all hear the fireworks already? My neighbors be wilding, y'all. They wilding. <laughs> y'all, they swear. They they do fireworks for everything. Um, I gotta go put my little baby up, my little fur baby up, because he's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a rough night for him. But, um, um, what was I going to say? So it's about being aware. Like once you understand how other people are, you understand yourself and you know, it's even things like some of us kind of understand some basic things. Like a lot of us say like, Oh, Mercury retrograde, everybody's going to have be fumbling over their words or Venus retrograde. Your ex is going to be coming back. You know, I want to ascend just a little bit more past that. Um, prepare for it, understand that it's coming down the pipeline and, um, and learn how to navigate it and to be proactive and get in front of it. Right. That, that's what I would like to see for all of us. So let me play this quote for you. Let me go put my fur baby to bed. And then, um, that's going to give me a chance to rest my throat also, and and just recharge a little bit. And then we're going to come back and study the rabbit. And then I'll take another little break and go into the five human designs until the next one. Bye. Play the, um, her quote. So let me go back like five more seconds. I'm going to play it. And be here. And it's not a bad idea to know the weather in advance. You know, there was a very beautiful saying uh, from Rao Ruhu. If you do not know the program, if you are not aware about the program, the program breathes through you. But if you are aware about the program, you breathe in the program mm. and you, you have like, you have your choice. Mm -hmm. You can decide. So again, you are invited to come join us on January 10th. So I was going to try to look up the... Learn about the year ahead Whoops. and the energies that are going to be the weather around. Um, I was trying to look up the quote of who she quoted, but I couldn't quite understand her. Her accent, it was enough to understand the quote, but I wanted to get the person. I think she said it was Brower, Brower, How, or Who. But yeah, 
So hope that was helpful to you. I'll be back in a little bit. Bye.